Yo, 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 it is C-Money giving you the hottest DeFi news from the eyes of a D-Gen and the mouth of a burger. It's Friday, September 16th. Let's get it. Friday, let's go. I hope you guys are feeling awesome. We are feeling it. We have been getting fucking rich. Hard not to be happy. It is another beautiful Friday. I hope you guys are feeling just as lit as we are. The merge happened yesterday, historic day. There was not that much news. Quite honestly, I had people message me, see money, are you okay? Quite frankly, it was, it was a depressing day yesterday, if I'm going to be all honest. And so we needed a new song, perfect timing for Wovaka to drop this banger, which she actually dropped quite a while ago in collaboration with an artist named Chris. Check that out on Apple Music. You can check that out on YouTube. It is called 444. And you can find her Wovaka. W-O-V-V-O-K-A. So as usual, let's not waste any time and get straight on into the NFT news. Let me tell you. I don't know if it's not interesting. But quite frankly, I don't know if I care. So we're going to get on into it. Number one is the Bored Ape Yacht Club with $1.3 million in volume. Number two, So Rare with $1 million in volume. Number three, CryptoPunks with $800,000 in volume. Number four is Ranga with $836,000 in volume. Number five is the Mutant Ape Yacht Club Oh man, I just had a uh, a frog in my pants. Mutant Ape Yacht Club did $600,000 in volume. Coming in at number 6, because those top 5 were all Ethereum chains. The only one that was on a different chain was on Flow. Solana is coming in at number 10 with its highest NFT sold. So the fact that Flow is literally doubling, or close to doubling... Solana's rankings today is quite quite shocking. Immutable X is following them at number seven. 
a lot of people are still trading this Polygon Uniswap pool. Guys, I really do enjoy what Polygon is doing over there. Very sleep. I also like what Algorand's doing. Really like what Algorand's doing. So looking at the top traded NFTs, it is a bored ape. It's an aquamarine background. He's got rainbow suspenders. He's grinning. But he also has like angry eyes. So he seems like he's ready, like war ready. He's a white ape. I didn't know they had white ape. And it is a commie hat. A communist hat. Okay. Like that's why we say like this is racist. This is literally racist. That's what it's called. A communist hat. Uh, thinking about some... Thinking about some famous communists, none of them have been good. Anyway, the number two highest sold NFT was also a bored ape. This one was a it was a golden brown bored ape, and the background was blue. The face is bored, and the eyes are bored. And he's wearing a beanie. That one's really cool, actually. But I hate th I hate these guys. <laughs> I hate them. So yeah, those are th that's what we got. I mean, it's it's kind of interesting when you look in for the art aspect, but that's not really groundbreaking at this point. I think NFTs are more interesting at this point from a legislation standpoint than an art standpoint. Sadly, but it'll get it'll get to a point where. Art is going to be what prevails, or people are just not going to realize they're using blockchain at all. That's the hope. Okay, side task. Pro tip. Get yourself a glass Voss water bottle, and just reuse that jam. It's like three bucks, four bucks for a water bottle, and you're probably thinking, well, that's a crazy investment, but I tell you what, it says Voss. And I use filtered water. I don't drink tap water. And it's nice to know that I'm not drinking a bunch of plastic water bottles. BPA free. And for $2, it's a really good, really good bottle. You know, I'm, it's my daily driver for a cup. <laughs> but anyway, let's get on to the market. We have $70 million in liquidations just on ETH alone. In total... We have $134.666 million in 24-hour liquidations. That's 48,000 traders. Notice it's a super low number. We haven't really moved that much. Volatility is extremely low. We're staying in this zone, and that's super bullish. The longer we're in this zone means people are accumulating. That means the bottom is in. If you go below the zone or we're going really high up, that's when it starts to get sketchy. And quite frankly, it's just not the ideal scenario for a lot of people. The ideal scenario is a time right now to be acquiring assets. Now, I played the Pump It Up song a little too early. I played it prematurely, especially when I didn't even buy any Bitcoin. And so to me, when I've been thinking about it over the past day or two, um, 
I need to be very careful with my words because did I think Bitcoin was going to go up? Yes. But did I actually put money into it? No. I didn't specifically say that. I didn't say I didn't. But I'm really going to try to be a lot more transparent with my trades because it's a lot of times I provide a bull scenario and a bear scenario and it's 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 tough because you I'm not a financial advisor and so I can't give financial advice but maybe I could lean in a certain direction of what I'm doing I don't know I feel like it's important to document my journey and that's that's all about what this podcast has been about from day 1 and if something can gain something along the way hey that's awesome that is what we're doing so one of the top liquidated currencies was Luna Classic. It was coming in at number four with $2.27 million in liquidations. Now, if you don't know, because I have a lot of new listeners on the podcast, Luna was the token. It was a stable token, and it basically wiped out $800 million. 800, is it 800 million or 800 billion? But that's like a huge difference, but... When you're reading the article, and I just read it this morning, it's easy to get those words confused, an M or a B. And so, a lot of money was wiped out in that. I'm, I'm assuming $800 billion, but it could be it could be $800 million. I would just be surprised if today was like 2% of the total liquidations of that, because that was like a loss of 99% of the value. You know, Luna Classic was definitely one of the top cryptocurrencies, and people are trying to bring it back. We've talked about how this was going to happen. It got so low, it was at zero. And so it was easy for large institutions to buy up a majority of the supply and kind of manipulate it. And when you look at the price action on Luna, the volume on it is just insane. It's just insane. The price never stays the same, and for what it is, that shouldn't be like that. The reason it's like that is because there's all these algorithms. So then we have coins like Raven. That had $1.81 million in liquidations. That has been going up recently due to... They are a proof-of-work chain, and that is where a lot of the Ethereum miners are going. But... Today, people will be receiving their Ethereum proof-of-work token. And so, I apologize for that plosive. And so, it's going to show up in your wallet as ETHW. I'm super excited because I have ETH, you know. Of course, I have not much. I only have, like, a little bit of ETH. I'm more of an altcoin guy. But, well, we, we all know that I, I do exchange tokens. And let's get into that really quick. Um... Before before we do that, though, within the next 24 hours, people will see WETH in their wallet and different exchanges will be opening up liquidity to that token. Right now, the reason why it hasn't launched yet is because they're just trying to figure out, they're just trying to get m most of the miners that want to be on the network and they're, they're just kind of ironing out the kinks on the network. Okay, so I wanted to take a quick pause and let you guys know this has been one of the most fun podcasts I've ever done simply from the fact I have not gone off a script at all. I definitely looked at the stats, but this is me. 
And so I want to talk about why I'm investing in exchange tokens. Exchange tokens have a lot of risk. You know, to say that they don't is, a, it's ridiculous, especially when we see in the past, I have an episode about Mt. Gox. A lot of scams happen through exchanges just because you can't even really say scams just failured, failured projects. And when you look at what Celsius was doing, I mean, it's close to an exchange, right? I mean, it wasn't an exchange platform, but when you look at what an exchange does, they hold tokens for you so you can trade them on their platform. And when you look at what Celsius was doing, well, they held tokens for you so they could trade tokens on their platform for you. We talked about how Uniswap just recently got their GoDaddy domain hacked. And so there is definitely risks in these exchanges. However, it's one of the only economically feasible it's one of the only economically feasible business models in web3 today that I see and the numbers portray that when you look at the top performers and you look at the people who are doing the most work on chain or at least I shouldn't just say that because that's way too broad of a term but when you look at the prices from the peak to the $18,000 lows, exchange coins did the second best. They did the second best. What did the first best? I'm glad you asked. It was layer one tokens. It was tokens like Ethereum. It was tokens like Binance coin, BNB coin. It was tokens like Solana. It's tokens like Near. And so... The problem with those is I believe in a multi-chain future, for sure. I definitely believe in a multi-chain future. But it's good to have a foundation. It's good to have a stable foundation. And with an exchange, you're almost betting on everybody. It's almost like all your eggs are in everybody. And that can almost create a spillover risk. If one protocol you're invested in too much collapses, that could also hurt your business. But there's exchanges like, for instance, Coinbase. I don't think Coinbase is going anywhere. There's too much money in Coinbase for them not to be a profitable, a profitable business in the long term, especially with their holders. I mean, we they NASDAQ owns 50% of it, guys. NASDAQ. And so it really comes down to the team you're investing in. And that takes a little bit of research, but you could do that. Or you could just put a little bit of money in everything. But to me, that takes a lot more work. And there's nothing wrong with that. But with an exchange coin, I almost view exchange coins as ETFs because basically if the cryptocurrency market does well then valuations rise and then it's all correlated it's all in the same industry and so it's like these exchanges have risk to these baskets of assets kind of similar to an ETF it's a little bit different because you've always you have a dev team building new products all the time and that might be 
a next a future product that might be really cool is a ETF similar basket where you can similar to the Nasdaq or the S&P 500 where you buy cryptocurrencies or protocols that meet a particular criteria and we see this in traditional finance you know uh growth sector ETFs um all types of different stuff and so i could see i could see this being a big boomer especially when you're trying to mitigate risk because exchanges are outperforming but to even greater to to even mitigate risk even further would be able to hold a basket of these currencies now that would definitely need some coding involved in that and some thoughts behind that but super interesting idea and the whole point of this is to bring what people know what people use into what they're doing tomorrow and right now we're working in the tomorrow where we need to take a couple steps back and that's why I really wanted to post that that topic yesterday about web 2.5 because you can't just make this jump from web 3 if anything you need to go from web 2 to web 2.1 to web 2.3 and so on the second you start just trying to make radical changes are the second where people say this isn't a good technology we need to take our time there's no rush and that's the beauty of it because that gives us more time to buy because we have been patient patience is a virtue it's scary it sucks when you look at your account and you're down 99 percent but it, it always changes there's ebbs and flows and so looking at risk especially when you're managing other people's money or opm is a huge deal and the legislation or i should say um regulation behind hedge funds in america is so bs because of the 2008 financial crisis that it it it's you have to really dig you have to div excuse me you have to you have to dive deep i was kind of confused if i wanted to say dive or dig but you have to really dig deep to find a loophole because if you don't find a loophole your money goes straight down the dumpster fire. And so I'm looking at making a family office, but I don't know. I, I really want to make this thing happen. And so cryptocurrencies could definitely provide a way for people to invest in other traders. That's a product Woo's is coming out with. It'd be really cool to fill that space, quite frankly. And so I think that's kind of the end of the podcast is I'm going to make sure to let you guys know exactly what I'm doing because I'm so real and everything else. And it's not like I was trying to line like the pump it up thing. But, you know, if I really had strong conviction, I would have bought. I bought a little bit. So I guess that's fair. I, I, I'm not a sellout or nothing. You know, I didn't sell anything. I bought I bought some, but um, it wasn't like a real buy. You know, it was it was nothing. It was just speculative, and maybe that's just why I uh, 
didn't think too much of it, but it's important to really get the point across because I don't want to mislead anybody because this is a super, super wild market. But that's why you have to DM me on Soggy Margin at Soggy Margin on Twitter or email me at I'd like to be unknown at protonmail.com. Well, I think this Friday has been seriously one of the most wholesome Fridays. I really appreciate you tuning in. I love you because a lot of you guys are here really, really, really early. The merchandise, the new the new stuff. I mean, I already have a $1,000 set up and I have to get another $1,000 set up because it's, it's progression. Every episode gets better, even today. I love the fact that I let the music run. I have, I, she said I had rights to some of the music, and so I need to use that, you know? And it really helps when people give me negative con- comments. Everybody likes to say, like, if you don't have nothing negative to say, then don't say anything at all. Well, that's a Southern term. And a lot of times, the people that say that, there's, there's definitely a truth to some extent. But when you're trying to build a platform... um. You need advice. And good friends give you advice. And sometimes all the advice isn't going to be nice, but it's going to be the stuff you need to hear. And so that's why I always tell people, I know this is a shitty podcast. I know this is a shitty podcast, but I put a lot of work into it, you know? And so I know that I, but I also know that I have a lot to learn. And so... I listen to every episode and and my people are telling me, dude, that's going to burn you out. You cannot listen to every episode, but I need to get better. I have a hunger to get better. This is my passion. And so it really helps getting another perspective about like what you love, what, what, what parts that you love. Maybe you don't like the market so much as I do. Maybe you like the NFTs. Maybe you want me to post more trade content, but it's all just about me connecting with you guys. Of course, this podcast is for me, and I'm never going to do anything against my morals. But my goal, the reason I say that, there's never going to be an ad on this podcast. That's not why we're doing this podcast. We're doing this podcast because cryptocurrency has changed my life. We're doing this podcast because there's a need for education. Education isn't fun. I'm not going to be the I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's fun to go into a bank. But hopefully I can try and make it that way. So when I want to get new people involved and when I want to promote this podcast and do all that, it's not because I'm trying to make money. It's really not. I do it to teach. Or at least at least show people, and, and I could be wrong. You know, I'm so young. What do I know? I just know what it's done in my past. And that could be scary because you could kind of get into that thing of a, of a false preacher. Because all I know what I've seen and I'm young and I don't know anything. But 